Hello. Hey, sunshine. <laughs> I am uh, sleepy spice today instead of one of my many other spices. It's it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Um. So I on Friday, um, for the first time since residency, had done a general case. Um, residency finished like four years ago. Um, and the case went well. It took forever. Um, it's it's funny how you kind of like underestimate things if you hadn't done them for a while. Um, because uh, this was out of my subspecialty, I guess for like the hospital bylaws, you have to have a proctor for a few times. So um, the surgeon was proctoring me, came in and was like, oh yeah, this is, you know, um, tough to do. It's like not as easy as you think. And um, the case took a while and he did come in at the very end just to help me um, with something, which I would have gotten on my own, but you know, it's helpful to have two surgeons there. And so I'm finishing the case, I'm like very proud of myself for kind of biting the bullet and saying, all right, after this many years, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, take this general case in. Um, but then interestingly, when I was sitting in PACU, like on a Friday night by myself trying to figure out how to admit this patient, um, I started feeling really sad, um, which was very unexpected to me. Um, I thought, well, I should be feeling happy. I did this case. I did a great job. Um, you know, um, and, you know, I thought about it and I was like, well, why am I feeling so sad about this? And it's almost like, um, not like a feeling of regret, but almost like, well, you know, with kind of how um, tumultuous my early career has been, a case that maybe right out of residency would have been fairly straightforward for me. Um, was a challenge um and it kind of put a damper on the fact that I thought I did a really great job with the case you know yeah so what did you do what did you do when you were feeling sad like what, what did you make the sad mean um I almost made the sad mean like I wasn't good enough to do it which is stupid because I did it and like you know I thought I did well doctors I did well and everyone in the OR thought I did well it's actually funny because um, one of the circular the circulators said he's like, you know, I think you're too meticulous to do this type of case. Look at this. This is so perfect. Like none of the other surgeons who do this case do it like that. And I was like, well, why not? You know? Um, so it almost felt like even though I did a good job because it did, you know, take a while and whatever that, oh, like I'm no longer good enough to do these cases or that, you know, it's unfortunate I've ended up in a situation where I can't take on more of these cases due to like lack of support from partners or whoever. Yeah. What, what do you think was the sad, was the sad feeling coming from a particular thought? So that's what I was trying to tease out because I've had a very rough last three weeks with call and stuff. Um, so I've worked pretty late every night. And I was like, oh, maybe you're just sad because you've been working a lot and that's kind of like normal. Um, yeah. Or maybe you're sad that it's 11 p.m. and your hospital just got epic and you're sitting in the package trying to figure out how to admit this patient. You have no idea how. Um, but I really feel like um, the thought was more like I'm um, – like, we're not like 
resentful, but maybe like regretful of my early career. Um, that I trained at a place that kept that, you know, me well cases, but I just haven't been able to do them for these first four years due to various reasons. Okay. So like the sad, the sad was coming from Thinking, Almost like a so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm wanting to get super clear on it because I'm like, sad can tell us so much stuff, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of like, if you want to focus on like on the feeling of sad, or we can go somewhere else. Um, I think it was more like, I'm sad. I ended up in this job that I have to stay for for a few years because my board stuff that will not allow me to take on more of these cases. So at my first job, um, uh, they had, you know, I actually had wanted to take some general call just to keep my skills up. But with my subspecialty call, I was so busy that there was like no way to do the general call. And here I don't take general call mostly because my subspecialty call counts for the hospital. So this was just a patient who walked in. Um, but it's almost like sadness or remorse that I ended up in this group where I don't have support from partners. So should this case like walk into my office again, I may give it away instead of taking it on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what are you, what are you doing with the, the sad or remorse feeling? Like, are you, are, um, you, are you letting it be there? Are you like upset that it's there? What do you think about the feeling? You know, I was a little better after yesterday and today. I was debating if I was even going to come on and talk about it. So I was like, oh, well, you know, you got to sleep. So maybe you're, maybe you were just like sad because you were sleepy. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. But I mean, you know, my patients are doing fairly well. So and, you know, maybe like just thinking about it, I was like, well, why are you feeling sad at the end? Everything went really, really well. So there's no reason to feel that. Um, and I was like, you know, if I do decide to take a case on like this again, which I don't know how often this is going to happen. I've been in this job for a year and this is like the first operative general case that has just happened to come into my clinic. Um, I was like, well, you could always schedule it when the surgeon who was proctoring me around because he's really awesome. Um, so he, so this is what I think it is, is so he's a year ahead of me and it was just really fun for the few minutes he was there on Friday to be with like a, another collaborative young surgeon um, who was like really, really supportive because of my old job, although my chief um, was a nightmare, the other surgeons in the department, like most of us were under 45. So it was very collaborative and very supportive and I very much missed that. Um, so I think almost like sadness or remorse that I'm in this group where there's no collaboration, you know, even from another young surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, that's really good awareness of like, it's coming from somewhere. I, I mean, I, I, I like to think of emotions as like two different things. Number one, like it's never wrong to have an emotion, right? It's there. I usually think it's trying to tell us something. It wants us to pay attention. Um, 
And I think paying it, like validating it of like, it's totally fine to feel sad or remorse. There's absolutely nothing, like nothing's gone wrong for having a feeling. Mm-hmm. Unless you, unless you make it mean that. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to like not make it mean anything about myself um, because I had actually made a comment like this should be easy and the scrub tech said, oh no, there's other surgeons that do this. This is like these cases take forever. So it's funny that I was like, getting validated from like the 23 year old scrub tech who's like, oh, these cases take, you know, these they, you know, every time we've done them here, they take a long time. Yeah. So I think really what it is is maybe less about me and more about the fact that, you know, I wouldn't call it a struggle. I would say every part went smoothly. It just like took a while to get there. Just like how much I miss just, you know, being collaborative. Like I really, what I really like about medicine and surgery is that teamwork aspect. Um, And I was like, well, you're here for a few more years. You just have to like make it what it is. Um, But almost like, oh, I feel like I'm wasting my time here in this group because like this is not at all what I wanted. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the other thing is like, there's no perfect anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? And in usually and what, like on the, the people who've researched the feel, like people have researched the feeling of nostalgia. Right. And they've researched yeah. the feeling of this. And it's like, we always think like, oh, it was so perfect. And our brain like forgets all the super shitty stuff that was going on in that time. And like to realize like nostalgia is always a filter in our brain that isn't Mm -hmm. reality yeah right and same with going to the future right of like oh I'm going to go to this perfect place where there's collaboration all the time like no you're probably not (laughs) right your your brain's just thinking like your brain's just thinking anywhere is better than right here right anywhere being in the future or in the past yeah and like the only life you're actually living is right here and that's it. And then you and then you can be on to your brain and be like, yeah. I know, I know you think it's better somewhere else. It's okay. It's not a that's not a problem. But that's what brain that's brain's gonna brain, man. Right. Um and, that's what you know, I was like, Well, you're here, you have a few more years, so like this is what it is. You could take on these cases or you could just turn them down because nobody said you have to do them. Right. And like loving the collaboration that you got yeah right and, and what makes that like so special is because it is precious because it doesn't happen every day yeah true and like to totally like you know love the shit out of that if that's what you want to do yeah versus you can be like that's all i had it's not gonna happen again you know like it's this exact same circumstance and you can like love the shit out of it or like use it against you because it's like a scarcity thing yeah, that's good. I, I like that. I uh, it's not that common, so when it happens, I might as well be excited about it. Totally. Like, why not? Why not text? Yeah. The dude? Why not text the dude and be like, "Hey, that was super fun." I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm like, you like lean all in to like how great that was. Yeah, maybe at my first follow, at the patient's first follow, I'll like text the first thing. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I guess I really like you know because I feel like yeah, obviously. Um, particularly young surgeons tend to be fairly non-judgmental of each other. Oh, do you know what else has been happening? I have a really hot um, that I've been taking care of. It's like another sort, like sort of laid along the same thoughts. Um, 
case where I've done my part, so I've asked like another surgeon to come in and do like secondary stuff. And um, she's like a year younger than me, and she's come and scrubbed with me a few times, and it is so fun. Like the cases are a little torturous because the guy has hemophilia and he like sees all over the place every time, which makes it very tedious. But it's been so fun to like get to know another young surgeon that way. And I was like, man, I wish in my group things were a little more supportive and a little less um, antagonistic all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, it's make, it makes surgery fun again. Because what's happened to me, like, since starting here is while I love being a surgeon, I don't think there's anything I would do aside from my subspecialty. It's made, like, every day, like, clinic and the OR so torturous that just having those, like, few moments, like, where you're kind of just hanging out with another surgeon in the OR makes it so much more fun. Oh, totally. Like, <laughs> To me, I have playlists. I have like four cases that I have playlists for. Yeah. And, like, the scrub techs know what my playlists are for those yes. cases. And I'm like, yeah, it's so, it's so minimal, but it's like, I, I it's good. I'm going to have this playlist and this playlist today. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's doing, it's doing what you can to, to find the pleasure in what otherwise can be like, you know mundane monotonous stressful like all the all the words yeah um well I think this is my punishment for saying that I was bored because I I don't know if you remember about a few weeks ago I was like I'm bored like I'm playing the same case over and over and I was like this is your punishment for saying that you're bored yeah yeah totally the universe totally listens it's like wait till you say you're really good at your job and then like you get a massive we're all superstitious (laughs) right yeah yeah like that's what I get for that coming out of my mouth Um, I mean life's life's all about like what can I learn from this experience you know Mm -hmm. how can I learn to to think about this in a different way how can I learn to like love myself more how can I learn to like love where I am more and it's like there's so many opportunities um yeah, just you know, like I said, I'm trying to make it not mean anything about myself and like maybe make it something external, but you know, it's like it was nice to have someone non judgmental there because maybe I was judging myself about the case because he was trying to do something at the end. And I was like, No, why are you doing that? Like, I don't want you to do that. And he said, Oh, well, I figured all the smarts were used up, so I would just like try this other way, meaning that he thought I was smart and like did everything I could and he was like just trying to brainstorm other things like I thought that was so nice maybe a little bit during the case I was judging myself right I mean it's, yeah. it's like you know looking for a non-judgmental practice or partners and we realize we're our own worst judgment yeah like um I actually so this other guy I feel like these are both like in parallel the other guy is hemophilia. It, all, it also takes me a very long time to operate on him because of all the bleeding. But because I know that none of it is my fault, like I didn't give him hemophilia, um, it doesn't bother me like that the case takes so long. But maybe because this is a case I haven't done in so long, I kind of felt like, oh, everyone's watching me and like seeing what I'm doing and whatnot. Um, I don't know. You, usually they aren't no you know why uh, I realized so somehow at 35 I became the oldest person in the room I'm not sure when that happened and so 
the anesthetist is like 28 and the circulator is like 25 and I was like okay you guys actually have no idea what I'm doing everything's it's it's frightening it's it's actually yeah. frightening how little people know what's going on in the operating room yeah um so i was like so when they were they, i guess at the end of the case they had to go around and tell each other how old they were and i was like wait so you actually have no idea for like the last six hours what i've been doing <laughs> no they're just wondering if their snack is still cold yeah yeah, my the scrub tech kept asking me if we were going to be done in time for her to go to a show. And I said, listen, I don't make plans on my OR days and neither should you. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not here uh, to be done before the show. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. you know, in, in thinking, you know, and even that, like when you notice your brain thinking that other people are judging you to be like, hey, brain, stop judging myself. Yeah. You know, it's like what, what we project on others or what irritates us most about others is often a lesson that like we need to learn, even though we don't mm-hmm. want to, we don't want to think about it like that because it's not always warm and fuzzy. Right, right. But like my partners are so judgmental, then you always just turn it. I'm so judgmental. You know, what's interesting is I actually don't find my the partners are not judgmental because we very much stick to our own subspecialties so I actually had one of them proctor one of my cases and he's like I don't know what I'm proctoring but I'll just sign this form for you um it's not they're judgmental they're just not very supportive so this case actually fell under one of my other one like the senior partner subspecialty but I was like I'm not even going to ask him to part a proctor because he's already told me like no multiple times um, so I think it was like more of a support thing from them as opposed to a judgmental thing from them. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So. Yeah. And and that may uh, always be that may always be true. And then you're like, what do I need to support myself then? Yeah. You know, if, if what it's like, what do I need? I need support. I'm looking for yeah. it here, 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 and here. Can I be looking mm-hmm. for it inside? Yeah. Um, cause I think, you know, long-term for my career, I do not want to do general cases. I very much love my subspecialty. It was just one of those things where I wanted to do some for the first couple of years, just to like almost show myself that I could do them after training and then just never do them again. And I was like, well, you know, how often are these going to come or when will I get to do this again? And, uh, unfortunately I'm like in this group where I just don't have the opportunity to do these more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think all that, like, it, it'll evolve as you evolve of like yeah. needing to still do some cases versus like, now I could go the rest of my career and not need to do these. Yeah. Like, it, um, it'll evolve. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I feel like the only reason I am really even pursuing it is that this has happened to my friend. And I think this is pseudo happening to me, um, but I don't have like proof of this yet is that sometimes um hospitals will block you from general call if they don't think like you've done enough in your early career so i was like well i don't have to stay here for my job this job doesn't require general call but if i go somewhere else i need to like have some of these cases under my belt mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. yeah it's, it's always good to like think about that yeah until you, until you get to the point where you're like i haven't updated my cv in like 10 years i've probably done <laughs> I don't need to do those cases anymore. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day. But no, I've um, I've felt better since Friday. I also think I was just been very, very tired from three weeks, and I also hate epics. So there's that. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, exhaustion makes all the feelings, you know, exhaustion, hunger, stress. Yeah, because I was like, you're being, yeah, I was like, you're being ridiculous. You don't need to feel sad about anything. Yeah, yeah. Or be, or, or be like, what do you need right now? You need to rest. Of course, you're feeling sad. All, uh, you know, like listening to the sad, like there's always something to learn, but it's like, if you're in a tired, exhausted place, you're not in a learning spot for it either, you know? Yeah. Oh no, I learned a lot. Um, mostly like don't underestimate this case. I was like, this is so easy. This will take like two hours. The other surgeon's like, this isn't easy. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Totally. Dude, somebody, yeah. somebody, I don't even know where they were. Their Epic just got hacked and they said they're going to be oh. on paper. They're going to be on paper charts for like months. You know what? Unpopular opinion, because at least in my hospital, I was like the last generation of residents that did paper and computer. I was like, give me paper because then I can just write it down and put it somewhere. And I don't have like this computer telling me that something is wrong. Yeah. Totally. I was like, I just read that somebody's Epic got hacked and they're switching to paper. And I'm like, I can't, I don't even want to read this as like a, a realm of possibility right now. I know you would never think that. Um, but, you know, I did figure out how to admit him all by myself. So there, that, that's very good. That's awesome. <laughs> small wins in life. Totally small wins. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll bring somebody else on unless you had anything I'm else close. pressing. No, that's it. Thank you. Awesome. You rock. Nice to talk to you. Hi. Bye. All right. So if you want to come on for coaching, raise your hand and then I'll pick you. And if you don't already have a pseudonym, I will change you to having a pseudonym because uh, I have that power. So if anybody wants to come on, there we go. Okay. I'm going to change name, rename. And I'll bring you on. Hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. October breeze. All right. I like it. Um, so I am a new surgeon. Um, like I fell, I finished my fellowship in June of this past year and I did, um, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes. So, so I've been in practice, like literally like eight weeks. Um, and I really enjoy the practice I'm at. I like the hospital I'm at, I like the nurses. So I have no complaints there, which is really good. But I ran into this issue with a few of my patients, like, and I really don't know how to deal with this, uh, thinking that I'm not a surgeon. And I have my diplomas like all over my office. And my office staff tells people, you know, she did a residency, she did a fellowship, she's fully trained, we're not hiring like some clown. But it's really kind of like getting to me. And I was wondering how to handle that. Because sometimes when patients are like, oh, like, are you really a surgeon? Have you done these before? It just puts me in such a, like a tailspin for the rest of the day. And I don't really know how to yeah. get out of that. Yeah. Super, super common and welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, how, how long have you been in room one? Do you know, like, have you heard us do a model and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I've been on, I think this is my third or fourth session that I've been on. Okay, cool. I'm like, cause this is like, this is a perfect thing to do a model on. 
Um, so what does, can you give me an example of what they say, what they say, what they do? Give me like a scenario. Sure. So here's the one I'm like super fired up about. Um, I had this patient come in and she has really bad cervical and lumbar stenosis. And I was reviewing her MRI with her showing her where the problem was. And I was like, you know, I really think you would benefit from cervical surgery and we'll get another scan. Um, you need a CT scan, but I think we can offer you a, a two level ACDF and anterior cervical discectomy infusion. And I think that would help you. And it's one of the most common surgeries that we do. And then she was like, oh, would you do the surgery? And I'm like, yes, I'm the surgeon. And she's like, oh, okay. I thought Dr. Westro, my boss was the surgeon. Well, you can find me now, but that's okay. Um, so I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm also a surgeon. I'm here. I work with him. He is my colleague and he's another surgeon, but I'm a surgeon as well. And then she called my staff the next day while we were like arranging some tests for her. And she told them that I, she, I made her feel super uncomfortable. And she thought I was an intern. people. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, so that was the scenario. I was mistaken <laughs> for an intern at clinic. That's good. Okay. Not, not, I'm just saying we have, a, we have a sentence. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's spicy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good sentence. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So circumstance is mistaken for intern. Uh, yes. Assumed an intern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assumed an intern. A bad mouth to my staff. <laughs> All right. What's the thought? Oh my God. I was just seeing red. I don't even know what my thought was. I was just so, and my thought was anger. Great. <laughs> totally. Okay. Feeling anger. Anger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess my thought would be this patient stinks. <laughs> yeah. Ass hat. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. This patient thinks. <laughs> cool. Why not? It's fun. Okay. So when we are, when we have anger, what do we do? Um, I pout. <laughs> I, I should go work out yeah. or talk to a friend, but I usually pout, which doesn't yeah. get me very far. Right. Okay. If we pout. What do we do? What do we say about the patient? Um, that we're pissed off at them. Yeah. Talk bad about them. Yeah. Because they're stupid. Yeah. Okay. This is like coaching so good because it's like <laughs> at, at your institution and I, I we can we can say this stuff. Like, this yeah, exactly. Is freaking true. This is what we do. Okay, talk bad about patients. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Um, what do we not do when we're angry? anything we don't do anything productive or at least i don't i have a really hard time channeling it i don't think anybody does okay not productive not productive um you had said it uh like messed up your the rest of your day yes it did messed it up messed it up ctfar what are the results of our actions? That I just spend a couple of days pissed off. Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm wrecking my life. Okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm just questioning life choices and pissed off at my patients. Yeah. And get aware. Pissed off. Okay. Um, 
it's so I mean it's so good it's like you know the, again the 10,000 foot view of like how we actually because we're like my patient made me angry it's like well your patient said you were an intern everything else is just a path we went down right, right? and whether we went down that path because we know we're surgeons or all the other women surgeons tell us we should be pissed like who knows there's like 12 different reasons why we go down this pathway. Uh, and I, I would argue a lot of this is subconscious, right? Yeah. But like, who knows why we just get pissed? Some of us just, anger is really easy for me. Right. Not easy for other people, but like, I get it. I'm like, anger seems like the logical first choice in most things when I fight with reality. Right, so, right. <laughs> so, so to me, I'm like, th that's the power of the coaching is to be like, oh, how much of this do I actually have power over? And we actually have tons of power. Once mm -hmm. we can, you know, look at it from like, hey, it's a Sunday afternoon and the patient's not in front of us asking my secretary what my credentials are, right? Mm -hmm. like, and, and this is the practice of like, you get better and better at this so that eventually you're good at it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like if we were to say, what's the whole point of any of this, <laughs> right? Or just like mental masturbation on a Sunday. But, right. uh, but to realize like, so much of us are stuck in the like, I have to change it. So you're telling me in order not to be angry, I've got to change society enough for them to all think that women can be surgeons. That's like massively overwhelming and you're never right. going to. It's like, it is not going to happen. Nope. Not in my lifetime. Not, not in my lifetime. I was like, I was actually thinking today how many years women have been surgeons to get to the point of where we are right today. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, we still have a long way to go, but we're doing better than we were in the seventies. But like women have been trying, like us changing the entire world to make our lives perfect is like not in our, I'll, I'll probably be retired, but I hope we're doing something like, I think this is doing something to help us all be the best versions of ourselves. So I often think that a lot of what our, where our suffering comes from is us just fighting with reality. Mm -hmm. And the, and the fighting with, cause to me, it, like in the whole coaching thing is like, if I can boil this down to like the two or three most underlying simple concepts, it all just makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're fighting with the reality that people assume that if you're male looking, you're a surgeon. And if you're a female, you still, you're still in training. Right. Like, you know, you still have somebody who's going to tell you where to make an incision or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm fighting with that reality. One way of fighting with it is to be angry about it. Just to, just to realize like, Hey, you've got an option, but the, yeah. this option might actually be wrecking your life more than it's changing other people's lives. Yeah, I don't think the patient cares that I'm angry. Patient doesn't give a shit. No, she doesn't. And my staff's just like, that sucks. I mean, they're all great, but they, yeah. you know, they can't sit. Yeah. Um, I've been very real, like slight tangent, and then we'll come back. I've been very recently, I've been talking to two of my staffs, and I'm like, do you guys realize that women are treated differently than men? And like they hadn't ever thought of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like me and every female surgeon that I know understands inherently how we're treated differently. Mm -hmm. Like the average people, even people working in a doctor's office have never considered the thought 
that women are treated differently than men. And I'm like, it like blows my mind. Right. Of like, yeah, don't get it. Wow. And I'm like, well, you realize that if he said that you would, you'd think of it differently than if I said that. And they're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I never thought about that. And I'm like, how do people not see this shit? But they don't, they, they, they literally don't care what you have hanging on your walls. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. You're hanging stuff on your walls for you, man. <laughs> like, right. You have pictures of puppies. They'd probably like it better. Um, but so, I mean, that's my tangent of like so many of us and we feel so like, we feel so like righteous and we feel so like entitled and we feel so like, I'm going to change the whole world so that I feel better about it. And it's like, you mm-hmm. don't, have, you don't have to, you just change the way you think about it. Mm-hmm. And then thinking, thinking like every interaction with a patient is a way for you to pl- like, if you think of this as like a video game, you don't have to, but if you play the, like, I'm going to go in, what can I say now? that might help them understand ahead of time that I'm the surgeon. Let's play that, let's play that floor level. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's play this level. I introduce myself as I'm the surgeon who would be operating on you. Let's see if you need an operate. Let, let's play that game and realize like it becomes a game mm-hmm. instead of like, in almost like a more proactive way. Right. And then you're still going to have people that don't know that you're a surgeon and like that you even went to medical school and they're going to tell you they saw a doctor who's a nurse practitioner who told them to take supplements instead. And they believe them, like mm-hmm. you know, but like being able to distance yourself and not take any of it personally because mm-hmm. none of it's actually personal. Right. It's only what we decide to take personally is personal. Mm-hmm. I got coached year a couple of years ago now this patient was pissed she was pissed about PACU it was just like she just wanted to talk to me for a very long time about how the PACU was so shitty yeah and I was like basically I'm like trying to tell her how the PACU is good and they're good people and I'm trying to get my point across and blah blah I actually got coached on it because it was like just shook me so much and she's like why didn't she just let her have her opinion yeah and I was like what <laughs> you can just have an opinion about not knowing that you're a surgeon and like you can decide it doesn't bother you yeah and like that coaching session for me changed it changed my life in that like now when patients are angry I'm like I tell them I'm like be angry and you totally disarm them they're like oh right Right. Cause nobody's trying to tell them not to be who they are right now. Nobody wants to be told to do something different. Right. Right. True. It's like a power move. I'm like, this would have been good to know, like year three in residency, like just let them be angry. Tell them it's okay to be angry. And then you're like, that's a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, here we are trying to tell people how to feel. And we're like, people don't like to be told how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah feel shitty when people tell us how to yeah, you shouldn't be angry or you shouldn't be blah 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 but yeah that's true and you know the point is like it's all on it's all on us and I'm your scenario is so incredibly universal which is why mm-hmm. it's like such an awesome thing to coach about is like it's all on us to decide what we make that mean like how dare this patient not know like, dude, she probably has no doctors in her family. She's scared shitless going to the clinic. Her copay was way more than she thought it was going to be. And she might have to go under anesthesia, which is super fucking scary. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And here we are like, you should know that equality is important. And I did a residency and I did a fellowship and we're like, it's not in your top five things right now. It's just, it just isn't. Right. Which lets us be a lot more compassionate than like, God damn it. Is, am I going to go 10 years and have people still ask? And just, you know, I'm 10 years out of residency and they're just starting to not ask me if I'm the surgeon. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) There's not like you, you're in town, like long enough, people kind of like your reputation of being a surgeon, like eventually, like they'll be like, I came to see you because my friend had surgery by you. Like they, now they understand that you're a surgeon because you operated on their mom, but like, it doesn't get better. It just, you get better at being like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where you have the power is like, you don't have to let this go. You can be pissed for the rest of your life. Yeah. But it won't get me very far. Keep it. Right. And that's, what's so great about coaching is like, you just, you have all the power of like, yeah. what do you want to make it mean that people don't know? Right. And, I, and I, I think that, you know, again, I'm able to look at this from a very like academic it's Sunday afternoon. Let's, let's pick it apart sort of thing. Right. But the whole point of doing it is so that you begin to see it when you're at work. Right. Right. Absolutely. And where it gets to the point where people are like, people say words, they just say words. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the space between people say words and what I'm going to do with my day. Right. Then you're like, that person's pissed. That person's uneducated. That person's blah, blah. They're all just trying to do the best they can. And they're scared shitless. And, you know, it's like almost like the work we do almost makes us more compassionate because we've created that space. Definitely. Because we're not just pissed all the time. Right. I mean, you can't be like, you can't be pissed when you're operating. I mean, well, I guess you can be, but it's not good. Right, right, yeah, you can, you can be. (laughs) Yeah. You can keep, you can keep all of this. Yeah. Then you get a heart attack when you're 52. Yeah, yeah. My blood pressure meds and. Right, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's interesting. And again, I, I, in all this, I never want to speak for you, but like, as someone who's, been in your scenario for years and years and years now is like it gets easier when you decide it doesn't actually matter okay because you are a surgeon right like they can't take they didn't take that away from you nope right they just didn't know and you're like okay yeah does any of that resonate no, it does. It does. I just needed help like getting out of my head because I was just so mad. And like, she even, I think, you know, the, the problem is not me. The problem is the patient. I mean, the patient even called the woman who works at my front desk. She's like, oh, the girl who answered the phone before. And my front desk staff was like, well, that was me. You know, that's just how she views things. Like she didn't come about, like she didn't grow up in an era where people considered women, women, everyone was like a girl and women weren't surgeons so it's different for her yep. but it just had, like so like pissed that she questioned my credentials but now that I can like realize wait the fact if I lose one patient here like it's really not a big deal and you know she can have surgery with whomever 
totally. you know she can if like she, if she chooses to go with some other person like you didn't want her anyways man she just yeah gave exactly you, she just gave you a gift <laughs> like, uh, I mean I was gonna I was planning to send her if she comes back to see me to send her for a second opinion because I don't want her to be uncomfortable coming in because she's at high risk for post-operative problems right yeah that's right totally and um, like and you know again it's the video game you want to try to to play but like you know when you go in and be like hey i'm the attending surgeon who does surgeries for your specific problem like play i'm not telling you what to do i'm telling you like play <laughs> with it mm-hmm. because sometimes like our names are on the door but that does not mean anything to them okay like people, you know how many people see naturopathic physicians in my state and then they come and tell me their advice and I'm like, to bite my <laughs> tongue and to bite my tongue and to be like, there's not even a doctor in my, right. in my world of what a doctor is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, but it's, I've been, you know, I can be pissed about it for years, but it's like, it's, that's not going to stop happening. Right. 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 They're still licensing naturopathic doctors to like do a ton of stuff in Washington state. I can't change yeah. like, but I can try to like not be pissed about it and be like, people just want to feel better. Like they're right. just trying, they're good money to like a witch doctor if they felt better about it. Like, why do you think the placebo industry is $6 billion in this country? Cause supp- yeah. we want supplements to make us feel better. Yep. But yeah, it's like us choosing to be pissed about it is like, ah, sure. It feels a little nice and righteous. But like, is it, does it, is that actually a long-term plan for our coronary heart disease? <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, and I, it's funny because I'm always telling my husband not to get pissed off about stuff. I'm like, you're, I, that's what I tell him. Like, you're going to get coronary artery disease and you're going to have a heart attack when you're 50. <laughs> and he's just like, rolls his eyes at me. And then here I am like raging. <laughs> like, right. You're like, at least he, I have estrogen to protect like, me for a while. Yeah. Um, he's like, you're listening to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And then I'll listen. Why do I like, we all get triggered. Like triggers are real. We all get triggered. No, there's no human that's not triggered. You mm-hmm. know, like we're, we're always just going to be humans with brains. Mm-hmm. There's no, like the perfect Zen surgeon who doesn't ever get pissed off. That's not our goal. Right. Our goal is just to be like, Hey, is the best version of me, somebody who lets this wreck my day? Definitely not. Right. Or is like the best person to me, somebody's like, she doesn't know what she does is doing. God bless her. Yeah. What can I do if that's, but you know, not to the detriment of my stress or my career or like me taking me, like showing my CV to everybody. Like that's probably overkill. Right. <laughs> so. right, right. Right. But yeah. Is, is that helpful? No, that's really helpful. Cause I just, I really needed some help. Like getting out of that anger state and like it was just really clouding like how I felt about my job because I was like why should I come in and treat people who don't even like treat me like a surgeon or a doctor think I'm just you know some clown but then like I have other patients who are much easier to deal with and like grateful for help and you know for a long time I just would rely on those encounters but as I'm getting a little older like you know I found myself taking the insults more personally and that's probably not the way to go because I'll just make myself more upset instead of um just leaning away from that and focusing on the good things that I can do with my career totally 
totally. And it's like, dude, she can't take your surgeon away from you. No. And if she wants to take herself away from my office, that's totally fine. Like go for it, lady. Go, for, yeah, go, find, exactly. some, go find something, some, somebody else to focus on. Totally, right. Totally. A hundred percent. But it's like, I mean, this, this scenario will destroy people. This, this scenario will make people quit medicine because we believe it should be perfect. Like the world should be perfect. And it's yeah. like, it's not. No, it's definitely not. And it can be so frustrating, you know, at times because we work so hard and we try to make everything so perfect for our patients and for our staff and, and other people. And then like when they don't return the favor, they act like this. You're like, you just get so mad, but there's no yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like, every time I want to be humbled, which is rarely, but like, I always come back to like, want me wanting to feel entitled. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think this is a very common thing I have to assume, but it's like, we feel very entitled to like how we think the world should be. And like, whenever I come back to, oh, here's me feeling entitled again. When like, when mm-hmm. I catch myself, it's always so humbling for me. Cause it just, it, it makes me appreciate my humanness of mm-hmm. like, yeah, everybody wants to feel entitled to their, to their thoughts. Like, totally. right. but is this, is this what I should like die on the stake for? No, no, probably, probably not. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely helps. Like I'm, I'm way less pissed. So that's good. That's good. Oh, like if we can, if we can laugh in any of this, right. Like, and it's like, this is where the work's done. So that, cause you're going to go back in tomorrow. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. as soon as you let people, they own their thoughts. You're, you're Teflon, man. Like you are literally, you're there, you're going to do your job. You're going to do the best you can. You're going to watch humans be humans. You're going to watch brains be brains. Right. They just say words. Yep. Then you're like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a superpower because you don't think there's this like, there's this Buddhist story. It's like two, two Buddhist monks were like, they were at a river and there's a disheveled homeless lady or something an unclean human and one picks her up and carries her across the river and puts her down and they keep walking and uh the story goes the other the other monk was like like miles later is like i can't believe you picked that person up and carried them across and they you touched them and they were dirty and blah 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 and the other monk looks at him and they're like i put her down miles ago you're still carrying her yeah and like, I just freaking love that story is like, you can carry these people as long as you want, or you can realize like, no, they're, I don't have to carry them anymore. Right, 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 right. Like, I don't have to let this bother me yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're not a feminist and it doesn't mean you don't believe in equality. Like, don't make it mean anything about like your moral standings. Right. Right, right, right. Because it's like, no, no, no it's used to, but people who say they're surgeons should be believed to be surgeons like, yeah it doesn't mean you're any softer on that it just means like this is not worth my time man right right yeah that's this is a good one <laughs> yeah this is, like, is a common one for us unfortunately it's so. like classic so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's this is like it. coaching 101 yeah it's like us taking what people say about us and what we what we do with it Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for bringing it today. It was a very good one. 
Well, thank you. It was really helpful and I'm, I'm feeling better. So thank you. Awesome. Sweet. Well, have a good rest of your day, everybody. Bye-bye.